Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am Sam Fain, and I am joined, of course, by Tournament Master himself, Todd Gershel, as well as a special guest who we'll get to later. Uh, but kick things off, Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, all the uh, packages are, you know, arriving at people's houses, which is always good to see. I've uh, gotten out the supplemental packages of all the things I forgot from people's stuff. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say you, yeah. you've gotten out as in, like, you've been locked in a room this whole time. Shipping yeah, I've been packages. locked here the whole time. I finally yeah. got outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mike, Mike doesn't let me out until all the packages are done. So, you know, Well, he's not even here tonight, so. I know, you know. yeah. <laughs> But um, I will say, you know, I did my best. I got everything out less than 24 hours after I get, came on my front doorstep. I think that's as best as I can possibly do. So, yeah. well, it, it, you know, it's funny. We mentioned this uh, on the, the last episode, but uh, Mike had FedExed me my <laughs> uh, Future Shock set so that I could get it hopefully, you know, before, obviously, before, well before we recorded so that I could be familiar with it when we recorded and, and did our Q&A. Uh, and it, it did not arrive by the time we recorded. Um, you were kind enough to ship me a second set out um, by you know the, the USPS, and it arrived before the FedEx package arrived because the FedEx package took like you know uh, in, inordinately long time to get. I think it's like two like two weeks almost. It was like yeah, know, it's something crazy like that. Yeah. It, it was definitely yeah, it was definitely too long because what had happened, what was so strange about it, and I think we mentioned this but it went west of me so it went to like you know went from pennsylvania to indiana to iowa to wyoming to idaho to oregon you know and then and then slowly made its way back to chicago it's like what's going on you know but buddy rose and uh dutch savage and stuff i guess we're telling them they gotta go that's right actually actually none of them were in that set they I know, were in the one that the went set. to chicago see i had i had sent sam the rest of the stuff besides future shock uh, you know, with all the rest of the orders and whatnot, figuring out oh, he's already got he'll have future shock well before this arrives. Right? And, yeah, I was wrong there. And then yeah, I got to send the second package the next week, and it still arrived before FedEx. So again, anytime you complain about the postal service, just know it could be worse. Yeah, you know. And although I don't, although I I can't necessarily say anything about Canada Post, which I you know maybe our <laughs> our guests can talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, you know. The, yeah. The, the, although I think he plays online, so I don't think he has to worry about it too, too much. So. See how things work up in the the, the great white north. Well, the yeah. you know the funny thing is is that Mike, of course, takes the time to send me this package, which is just wonderful of a man. But but he doesn't even autograph it. Like, what's up with that, man? Like, autograph your work, dude. Like, why? It's collectible. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so we do have some really cool news, um, which I'm sure that everyone is aware of, you know, now that they've got their sets and are rolling out the, the you know, their new cards and everything. Um, we can talk a little bit more about the the con, which is going to be, you know, just a couple of days away by the time this podcast drops. Uh, and the news that dropped today, uh, earlier today, is that the special guest for the con is none other than Austin Idol, Universal Heartthrob. Todd, talk a little bit about how Austin Idol came to uh, be our special guest. Well, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it, uh, you know, with uh, you know, the announcement of a, of a Memphis uh, type theme coming up this December, obviously uh, that, you know, he was a big uh, name on the list. Uh, he, uh, uh, our guest from a few weeks ago, Travis Heckle, uh, he's been in contact uh, with Austin for uh, different things over the years. And he helped us get in contact with Austin. We kind of worked out a deal, um, you know, parts of that deal, I'm sure you'll hear about later on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it worked out and he's going to join us, uh, for, for the con there. So he'll be there, 
uh, on the Zoom from 4 to 4.30 uh, as part of the schedule uh, that day. That's Eastern time. Yeah, which is which is super cool. I'm really excited about that. I, you know, anytime obviously you get to talk to uh, a legend of of the game, it's it's you know it's uh, it's it's an honor and, and unique opportunity to kind of pick their brain. And and uh, I'm sure that people have some really good questions. So um, you know, if anyone does have any burning questions for Austin Idol, feel free to you know drop them in the replies to to this uh, podcast and we'll see if we can't you know get those questions asked during um the Q&A session um yeah yeah I think we'll we'll, we'll see anything in, on the boards that are kind of put into a special section we'll make sure we get to many of those you know you can ask them in the chat during uh during the uh, session as well uh we'll try to get to as many questions uh, as we can obviously we'll do a little upfront just uh you know just uh, some stuff that you'll have as well. So you'll be kind of hosting our panel as usual yeah. and, and hosting this interview. Yeah, which I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited about. I'm looking forward to having the chance to do that. I, you know, I've gotten to speak to a few uh, other folks over the past uh, few years with the involvement with, you know, with the, with the last podcast and, um, and, and it's always, like I said, it's always a great time. And, uh, you know, to add another, another name, especially a name like Austin Idol, uh, to the list is pretty cool. So, uh, looking, looking forward to that. And I think that the plan is, um, to hopefully to record that for posterity's sake. So, um, you know, if for whatever reason you're unable to attend the con uh you should at least be able to hear that down the road probably you know we'll probably fit that into an episode uh at some point in time yeah which is something that we want to you know continue to do whenever we have special guests because uh, i look back sometimes now on like you know the the first galacticon that we did and i think man it'd be really cool to have that daryl banks interview or man it'd be you know we didn't we didn't have the tape rolling at the time so uh we'll definitely be doing that this time around yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So speaking of the con now, of course, you know, with the, the announcement of Austin Idol, uh, you know, that's exciting, but there's a lot of other exciting activities. So why don't you give us a quick rundown of the con just so people can be prepared for what's going to happen on uh, Sunday? Absolutely. So yeah, tickets are available now. Um, they are $10, you know, one flat fee. We don't have the different pricing for tournaments versus non-tournaments and all that. Just a flat $10 that'll get you uh, on you know into onto the the Zoom that day to, uh, that you can um, participate in tournaments, which I'll run by. It'll also get you um, a special edition card that's only available to con attendees, as well as a first in a series of uh, of uh, special um, collectible stickers as well. This is a new thing that we're starting. We'll see if it takes off. <laughs> Maybe it won't be too much, but I, I think it'll be something people have kind of been asking about that in the past. We haven't had any in a while. So, you know, just put it on your, put it on your, your, uh, your, your box of all your stuff there, you know, put it on your refrigerator, you know, whatever you want to do there or just collect them because there'll, there'll be a couple of different ones. We'll try to do that. I think it'll be kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, so as far as the rundown for the con uh, uh, we are doing tournaments uh, from one to 4 PM on uh on the sunday and that's of course eastern time uh, if you want to register for the tournament you need to make sure you submit your survey uh so when you get your your con information you'll get a, a survey monkey link that'll just tell me you know, who you are and what survey what uh, tournaments you, you prefer to be into and we'll try to get people into at least their their number one choice tournament and you know maybe a second one as well just to kind of depending on how the numbers shake out our first tournament from one to 145 is going to be a deathmatch tournament featuring a number of the new deathmatch cards however we did have one uh, participant who, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, our guest Kevin Ford said he wanted to enter Matt Cardona into <laughs> the deathmatch tournament as the deathmatch king. 
So uh, Kevin will be controlling Matt Cardona, and he will be facing Nick Gage in the first round. We don't know who has Nick Gage yet, but it will be Cardona versus Gage in the first round. That that will be on tap. Nice. Uh, I also want to make sure we get uh, Madman Pondo in there because I think his card is just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, so he'll definitely be in there. We'll, we'll mix in most of the rest of the guys uh, from the set there as well. So I think about an eight-man tournament we'll do do that just to, to kind of – uh, get you know, do that one, and then we will have a uh, future stock Centro 2117 tournament. It'll be, I think, focused mostly on some of the new guys and maybe some of the other headliners and stuff in the set. I'll let Mike kind of pick, pick out the field for that, but I think it'll be a lot of the, the new guys focused there. So, well, you know, we'll see who winds up uh, getting Paragon. Although, I will say, right. Paragon did not fare so well in his first match in my fed. No, yeah, it was a tag match, and he got pinned by Urchin. Did not, oh. did not go over good with the big man. But wow. uh, yeah, was, what a yeah, great story for Urchin, though. It's a good story for Urchin, for sure. They're going to get a singles rematch coming up soon. I'm looking forward to that. But nice. uh, yeah, so we will do a tournament for 2117 Future Shock Centra. And then after that, uh, that's going to be from 145 to 230. And then from 230 to 4 is going to be the Legends um, World Champions Tournament. So it's all f- uh, former. Uh, world heavyweight champions across you know if you had any world heavyweight championship belt you kind of qualify for this so we'll have a really big field of different legends uh from different uh you know areas of of the country and the world represented in that and so i'm not sure how big that field is we might make that this really big one we have an hour and a half set aside for that so we might even do a full like 32 man tournament with four rooms if we get that many people that want to participate at least be 16 although i think you know we'll see how the numbers kind of shake out for who wants to participate in the end uh, and then if you have no interest in tournaments or, you know, you're going to do the legends tournament and just kind of, you're not sure what to do kind of before that, the, uh, Tom, uh, Phil Singer, uh, and the dark mess. I'm not sure who's showing up. You know, they, they, for some <laughs> you reason, those two tell. don't like each other and never show up in the same place at the same time. Uh, but they will, there will be a dark mess's lair that will be, uh, from one 30 to two 30. Uh, he'll have his own separate room in the zoom room too. So if you dare join the dark mess's lair, that will be open for you. That'll kind of, you know, cover some of the times during some of the other tournaments, but that, that'll be another fun opportunity. Uh, four to four thirty, we mentioned is the Austin idol uh, Q and a. And then after that, from four thirty to six is going to be our Phil Singer games uh, staff uh, panel. So we will have uh, the legends team on there uh, talking about the new legends release um, and some other good stuff that they're kind of all involved in working on. Uh, we'll have the Indies uh, team in there to kind of talk about the newest uh, uh, Deathmatch set that came out. Zeke will be on there, and then Ty will be talking about the, a little bit of, from the new uh, uh, women's set that is uh, coming up later this year. Uh, and then we will have uh, some of the Champions of the Galaxy news. We haven't, we haven't said what our Champions of the Galaxy release is for uh for the holidays so we'll we'll announce that uh there as well and then i'm sure there'll be some other goodies announcements that we kind of fit in there but it should be a, a fun hour and a half we'll try to answer some questions but i think we'll have a lot of announcements and other things to talk about this should be a pretty uh action-packed hour and a half of phil singer games goodness yeah i mean it's you know uh, there has not been a disappointing one of these things yet so i can't imagine that this one is going to break that streak uh it's it's already shaping up to be a lot of fun i mean i you know i was sold before there were any announcements obviously not just because i'm a participant but uh you know i i I just love it so uh the fact that we've got the austin idol announcement i think will sell a lot of people if there's anybody who's on the fence and um 
you know, there's there's going to be a lot more stuff to come, like you said, with the announcements and discussions from the Legends team, the Indies team, and then of course with the COTG stuff. You know, who knows what uh, what's planned, and uh, and we'll have our holiday slate basically all yep. lined up so people will know what's coming. Um, and speaking of what's coming, there's also of course that special edition card, um, and uh, and by virtue of Austin Idol being there, you know, we're rest assured we're getting an Austin Idol card uh, in in the Memphis set, which will be really cool. So. Um, yeah, there's 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 already cool stuff happening, and, and and we haven't even gotten to the con yet. Nope. Yeah, definitely good. Definitely good stuff there. So yeah, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, uh, definitely get it now. I think we're gonna try to drop. I'm not sure when this episode is dropping, but hopefully, you know, if you get it, before, you know, listening to this before Thursday, make sure you get in if you want to be part of the tournaments to get back to me. Uh, I have to uh, get a, try to get everything set by Thursday night and get that out to everybody. Uh, I uh, uh, foolishly have a, a camp out. I'm going to all day Saturday and coming back uh, Sunday morning. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be uh, nice and chipper uh, during there. But uh, yeah, so my Saturday will be a little booked. So. Well, you know, <laughs> by virtue of being an audio medium, uh, our listeners were uh, unable to to witness Todd uh, in his Scoutmaster uh, outfit earlier. Um, He's he since changed. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm tournament master, cub master, yeah. game master, you know, any type of master, you know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, masters, legends, we've, we've got it all uh coming to you on uh Sunday, Sunday, I almost said Saturday again, Sunday, Sunday, October Sunday, Sunday, 17th. Uh, so yeah, be there or be square, as they say. Um, but you know, speaking of legends. I am very excited about our guest this evening. We're going to turn things over right now to the promoter spotlight. And we're shining that spotlight on a vampire legend. The one, the only pariah. He's joined us here tonight. Chris, how are you? Very good. Thanks, Sam. Uh, thanks, Todd. It's, it's awesome. It's very exciting to be here. Well, I, I seriously, I'm excited to have you. When we started mulling around the ideas for promoter spotlights, you know, we, we obviously have a, a, a huge number uh, of names to, to call from. Um, but yours was certainly one that I wanted to make sure we got to uh, sooner rather than later, just because uh, I've always enjoyed your work on the boards and, uh, you know, your feds have always been a fun read. Um, I think that you've always had some, some really cool ideas. And, and of course, you're very prolific as well. So, uh, so it's exciting to have you on. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, not only your involvement with the game, but just figuring a little bit about, you know, what makes you tick and, and who you are as a person so that uh, the audience at large can learn a little bit more about one of one of our game's promoters. But not too much. Not too much, no, exactly. I have to, I have to maintain that veil of mystique. That's right, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of mystery, yeah. You, yeah, you're, you're under no obligation to share secrets. Um, but if you want to, that's okay. Uh, so, you know, obviously we always kind of kick off with this question. Um, and, uh, we were talking a little bit off air, uh, if you will, uh, about this, but I'm interested in learning a little bit more. How did you get started in the game? So it started off that me and, and a buddy of mine, when back in, I, I'm going to say late 86, early 87, we, uh, we were a bit, we, we were kind of into role-playing games, but we were, that, the, the content really wasn't our really wasn't our our bag kind of thing because we were we were even more so into wrestling. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what possessed us to do it, but we we literally we just started scouring wrestling magazines to see if there was any kind of 
you know, games out there. And of course we came across the, uh, the PWI ad for, uh, for champions of the galaxy. I, I was, I'm a, I was a really big fantasy science fiction fan. My, my buddy, not quite so much, but, but, uh, but the price tag was right for uh, sure. kids of that age. Cause back then I think it was, I think it was like, I could be mistaken, but I think it was like seven ninety nine for the nice. that we were able to wow. get the first set for. And with living in Canada, so the exchange rate, we knew, well, anything we buy is going to cost us like 350% more once the exchange <laughs> rate is done. So, but no, no, we were, yeah. So we were in right, right from the get go. And, and when we got it, we, uh, they were already dropping the ads for, for the first invasion set. It hadn't been released yet, but, uh, they were dropping the ads for it. So we, uh, placed order for that right away. And we, we played religiously, I'm going to say for either three or four years. I'm not sure. I do know that I knew about the first Galacticon happening. Mm -hmm. I did know that I was a member of, uh, Mark Ashby's club Galactica. Okay. Uh, I had a, uh, I had, I, I don't know if you guys were familiar with it, but he had this, he, he was running this thing where each, each, uh, each promoter could uh, have their own kind of wrestler. And I was there known as the major rager Axel guest. Uh, <laughs> that's the, the whole Axel thing is a whole other story because <laughs> back then I was, I was just kind of starting my whole, uh, delve into the into the music the rock and roll thing and uh my real name is christopher guest okay so, and no i'm not married to jamie lee curtis <laughs> <laughs> i decided i decided well you know what i can't use that you know here i am like you know 15 years old saying well well i can't use that name because there's already a famous actor using that name. <laughs> so being the guns and roses fanatic that i was i started running around calling myself axel back then so that's that's where i was that's how i was known to everybody so so yeah so that's how it all went down with club galactica and i'm pretty sure that i'm i i was a fed fanatic of the month at some point i'm still waiting for uh for the for the guys over at uncharted territory to to bring that edition of the newsletter to life because i know it's out there oh Um, man (laughs) so yeah so yeah like like i said like we played religiously it was it was literally if we weren't at school or at work it was our life we stayed at each other's houses almost every night of the week we're we're playing this game all the time uh i got to one point where i even started writing a side story for galactic punisher before he became a wrestler and my brother who's quite the artist and he had he played the game with us a little bit uh he had even drawn a picture of Galactic Punisher for me, kind of to go along with it. It was like Galactic Punisher all like, if you could picture Galactic Punisher played by young Steven Seagal, that's, that's <laughs> what it looked like. And he, you know, he had the, 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 the rumpled suit and the really loose necktie on it. It was, it was just phenomenal. So, oh, so man. The, yeah, like, the, so, you know, we, we are just totally, uh, we totally drenched ourselves in the, in the culture of it all. And then uh, right around, I think, 90, no, 1990 or 1991 is when I uh, went full bore and into to pursue my music career mm-hmm. uh, and kind of thing. And was playing with multiple different bands, hitting the studio as often as I could, touring as often as I could. And uh, 
like the game just it, it wasn't even a slow decline it was just it was there one day and poof it was gone the next yeah and uh but i but i i continued being a fan of wrestling and uh mainly because i'm i i and anybody who knows me knows i am a fan of stories mm, mm-hmm. it's it's you tell tell just yeah that's all i want 24 hours a day just people telling me stories kind of thing and that's what i love to wrestling that's what i love about comics that's what i love about you know fiction like uh neil gaiman stephen king anything along those lines uh to this day i i can't help myself and i uh one of my guilty pleasures me and my uh me and my wife it's uh every day we watch bold and beautiful (laughs) because <laughs> soap operas are another thing and you know so say what you will but sometimes they, they have really uh, you know it's all about the characters and all about and sometimes it doesn't even have to be a good story just tell me a story sure sure so uh, uh yeah that kind of serialized storytelling in general no i'm yes. fascinated with it as well I, exactly yeah you know growing up as a kid i can remember especially during like summers you know uh, uh watching days of our lives with my mom you know and like and <laughs> that just was being, my that, yeah yeah, it, it's yeah. Like, oh, I, this is i don't know why i'm watching but i can't not watch so you know and once school would start back days. up i'd be bummed out because it's like well i don't know what's gonna happen on days now <laughs> yeah. i started watching that right after the uh the arc where marlena got possessed by the devil the oh. first time well i'm really stoked with what's going on because it's she, it's happening again right now right oh, right <laughs> but oh. anyway oh, you know, it's great. interesting about the soap operas i heard did that you know some of them they tried to like aim towards like a younger market and then you know and kind of be like oh you try to get the next generation in there and it never worked because the best thing about soap operas as you said sam was like kids watching it with their parents and then that's how they get into it that way right and i think it's the same thing with yeah. you know a lot of people with wrestling too i'm sure it's right, a lot totally. of dads bringing their kids into it too yeah yeah do you yeah. have any family members that were into wrestling though chris uh no not not really <laughs> no, i not didn't either so. <laughs> I, no no i shouldn't say now because my grand and I, I think I've, t- I've touched on this a little bit on the boards. My grandfather, who passed away, I was very young. I was only like eleven years old when he passed away. But mm-hmm. my grandfather was was a big wrestling fan. But all we had back then was Atlantic Grand Prix. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I'm, and I'm I'm pointing that as if anybody else could see the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like most, <laughs> most people don't don't know don't have any clue what that was. Rocky Johnson, though, like he appeared there a lot, and uh, but Killer Kowalski was was someone who appeared there frequently, and he, my grandfather, was was a big uh, Killer Kowalski fan. So uh, yeah, so so it's kind of so that's why I always say, even though I I. I don't really remember much about Kowalski. I always refer to him as one of my sentimental favorites on the board mm-hmm. because I know my uh, my grandfather was a fan. But other than that, no, no, nobody else was. Even my brother who played the game with us every now and then, he was more, I think, he was just, he liked the artwork on the cards and stuff. And he liked, if it had been, a, if we had been playing Legends back then, he would have had no interest in this kind of thing. Right, so. right. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that, uh, you know, you pursued a music career, uh, and, and how long, how long were you, were you doing that? Cause you were like on the road in studios, you mentioned. Yeah, I did. I did. So I did that for a good solid 
seven or eight years or so. And uh, then I, I kind of, that's like a full bore kind of thing. Like that was, that was pretty much my, my main thing for seven or eight years. And then I scaled it back a lot after that, just to kind of settle down. But even again, even it was, it was quite a while after that, I would say 20, 20, by the, by like 2010 or 2011, that me and a new friend of mine had uh, started getting into uh, online defense. Okay. And uh, long story short, and I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to make this about like knocking other products or anything like that, but uh, long story short, it was, and and I've said about it, I've said it about the Phil Singer games community online so often, how amazed I am with it because these other e-feds, I don't think are really well known for their camaraderie on their, in their Mm. communities. Like it's, Mm. it's very, there's a lot of, uh, politics it's almost like the real wrestling wrestling <laughs> business you think like you know what i mean like it, the politics is was just unbelievable and the backstabbing and stuff and and i just i i said yeah i i can't do this i yeah. said i i i really want to be involved in in some kind of wrestling game but i can't do this anymore so then just on a lark i did a google search in uh 2014 okay so it had been, been like almost 25 years later in wow. 2014 i did a google search for uh for phil singer games just to see like if, if really if it was you know if it was still around i didn't i didn't expect to find anything yeah and when i did i was like oh man <laughs> <laughs> so and i that it, and well as and so i you know i joined the boards that day i and i i jumped in with both feet like i was just eating it up all yeah. of it. like the cot the the champion stuff first because that's what i was familiar with but uh but yeah but when i saw what was going on with the like with the indies and uh and stuff like that i was like yeah this is this is unbelievable i think uh future future shock 2130 i think dropped that year okay so uh so, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah that would have been uh yeah that would have been 2014 then yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was June of 2014, I think, when I when I registered on the on the uh, on the board on the boards, and uh, yeah, I was just I was so stoked to see like everything that was going on with the product, everything, and and even more so what was happening with your guys' community. That's what that's what really brought me back was that was was lurking on the boards and seeing like what a fantastic community it was, and I said, yeah, I can get into this, like I can. I can I can definitely think I could enjoy this again. I knew I enjoyed it once before. So, right, right, yeah. I, you know, it's funny because um, you know I, I've kind of always played. There's certainly been times where I've taken breaks, but I, I didn't really get into the community probably until about like 1999 or so. And at that point, I've been playing for about five years, and so I would you know there were like. Uh, uh, you know, Yahoo groups and there was the old guest book on, on the website and that sort of stuff. So I, you know, I communicate with people through that um, and, and via email uh, and, and trade results and, you know, bootleg characters and stuff like that, that way. Um, 
But then I kind of fell off of that and, and was really just sort of every once in a while, I'd be in and out um, um, from maybe about 2002 until about 2005 or so. And then in 2005, I started to kind of pick things back up a bit. Um, but then, you know, again, there would be kind of like intermittent breaks and, uh, you know, and even recently I haven't really posted much on the boards. Uh, but yeah, always like uh, now it's, it's, it, you know, and for the past few years, at least it's a bit like a daily check-in at least, even if I'm not posting anything, I'm always like checking in and, you know, and, and seeing what's going on. And one of the things that obviously has, has been hard to miss, and I mean this in the best way, uh, you know, or, or any of your feds that, that you post in because you know, you've, you've posted a lot and you've had a, a lot going on. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, since you've come back, um, you know, over the past seven years, um, just, you know, coming back to the game and getting things up and running and, and how you might, you know, go about just setting up your fed. Well, and I think I have a little bit of a different philosophy than a lot of players too. And I think anybody who, who really pays attention to what I'm posting all the time probably knows what I'm going to be talking about. But, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I appreciate definitely like you guys for following them and, and anybody else who does, but because the feedback is, is just great. And I, and I love those. Uh, I love just exchanging ideas with other promoters. Yeah. But for me, it's all about, and I'm, and I've said this and sometimes I feel like I'm, I don't know if it's trying to give advice to other, other promoters or whatever, but it's, it's the key is it's always about having the most fun you can with the game rather than getting like, don't, don't get hung up on stuff because then all of a sudden when it stops being fun, it's, it's not a game anymore. Right. So, so what I'm going to use that to segue into is the fact that, yeah, I, I reboot my feds a lot. (laughs) Like I think, uh, me and another guy, Bry, on the boards, we have a little contest going to see which of us have actually like started the, the most number of feds on the board because I think at last count I had like probably close to 25 different fed starters. <laughs> and because, you know, because you get ideas and you say, oh man, I really want to experiment with this and 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 a lot of a lot of players will say but I can't because it doesn't fit into my fed. Right. And it's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's your fed promoter. It's up to you promoter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can just make another one kind of thing and and do what you want with that. Like I, I don't, I was, I don't even think I post half of what I play. Yeah. Because I, I just get so many ideas and, and so many different, different stories I'd like to tell that I just, I'm, I'm just, you know, playing with it all the time. And there's, there's no way I'm going to do up the write-ups with the HTML tags and all this stuff for, for every single idea that I want to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it, that's, that's really what it's all about is just, uh, just, if you, if you get an idea, just, just run with it. And it, and if, and if it doesn't work out, Hey, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not, no one's, no one's sitting back expecting you to, uh, to turn in some finished product because they gave you a cash advance kind of thing. Like just, <laughs> just, 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 just kill it and, and start something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that is my, that's my biggest philosophy on, on being a promoter is just remember at all times that it, that it is a game and it's meant, 
it's meant to be fun for for its players. It's it's not. No one should ever think of it as a chore that I, I've, I've got to keep up with these updates or whatever or stuff like that because because people on the board are reading it kind of thing. Right, right. No, except for, except for Zeke. Zeke, you have to continue to play and post every day. Every day, <laughs> man. You're so close. You're so close. So close. You're good there. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that time because I forgot I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit at the opening bell. We could talk about it just a little bit later, but it is a pretty cool achievement that, you know, he's he's played and posted every single day this year. Uh, and I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I, I mean, Chris, you've had to come close to doing that on occasion. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could say, cause like I was telling you earlier, I think I do. I think I do the majority of my playing during slow times at work, which mm. are, mm. you know, um, unfortunately they don't, they're not as frequent as I would like, but, sure. uh, <laughs> but so I don't know if I actually get to play and post every day, but I think if you average them out, because sometimes, you know, because there, there are some days where I could, you know, post like five cards and five different feds and, and kind of thing like that. And then, and then take a, you know, three or four day break and not post anything. But yeah, yeah I, I love what Zeke's doing because Zeke is the, I really like, I really love the game for the, like we talk about storytelling and uh, back when I was, you know, back in the earlier days of wrestling, for me, as you will, because I, because living where I live, I didn't, I didn't have exposure to a lot. It was pretty much, it was when you're talking pre, the pre NWO, it was WWF or nothing. Yeah. And then when right around the time that the NWO start angle started in WCW, then we were started getting access to uh, WCW programming, but. What I'm getting at is a, is a lot of storytelling. It, it didn't happen in the ring. It was all the ring was just kind of where the where the the fights took place, and then all the storytelling was was the backstage promos and the interviews and stuff like that. And they were they were it was like one was used to set up the other. The the match like the the promos and stuff were used to set up the match in the ring, and the match in the ring was kind of the resolution, and that was that. Whereas I find with the game. And I find that a lot of people talk about this when they talk about like early NWA stuff and and like uh, basically the whole concept of storytelling inside the ring. Yeah, and that was that was not a concept that I was really familiar with until I well until about seven years ago when I came back and, and got right into this community. And that's what I love about the game is yeah, it the storytelling really happens those dice are telling, you know, helping you tell the story inside the ring. And you could, you can run show after show after show. Zeke does it. And I think Zeke does it fantastically with virtually no non wrestling segments whatsoever. Everything, everything, yeah. everything from beginning to end is pulled in the ring. And I, I love those, that, that type of stuff. I really, I really do. Cause to me, it's, it's, it's gotten to the point for me that that is really what wrestling is all about because if, if, if I want to hear a bunch, a whole bunch of talking and stuff, I'm not saying I don't respect guys who know how to talk. That's, that's a big part of it. But, uh, but if I want to hear, like, if I want to hear like 80% talking, then I can, I can watch or read anything else. Right. I want, I want the wrestling storytelling to, uh, to happen 
we're exposed to in the ring. So that's a great point. Well, I mean, that's the that's the thing that uh, got me into all Japan. You know, when I started watching um, mid '90s all Japan, I realized because you know the biggest barrier for me because I was aware. Obviously, I mean, you're aware that wrestling exists outside the United States, but I was aware that Japanese wrestling had a pretty big following. You know, I was like 13 or 14 when I sort of started to figure that out. And and the Internet was great. It was a great tool for that because, you know, message boards, people would be talking about it. People were trading tapes and that sort of stuff. And all I was doing was getting like ECW tapes or Smoky Mountain tapes or, you know, indie tapes, stuff that, you know, maybe old you know NWA tapes, because the language barrier for me was one of those things where I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's something I can overcome as, as like a 14 year old kid. And so a few years down the road, fast forward, I'm standing at an ECW show and I'm, I'm at the RF video table and I'm looking down and I'm seeing all this Japanese wrestling right there in front of me. I don't have to order it. I don't have to, you know, wait for it in the mail. I don't, it's just right there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance. And so I just picked up a bunch of stuff and exactly what you said was the key. Because when I put that all Japan summer action series, you know, tape in, I realized I didn't have to understand a word anybody was saying, mainly because there's not really any promos, you know, I mean, they, 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 these yeah. guys aren't big talkers. Uh, you know, you'd have like some post-match stuff every once in a while, you know, but um, it was all the storytelling all happened in the ring and it uh, and, and happened in such a way that you didn't have to have an announcer explaining anything to you or adding anything to you. Not that obviously their announcers aren't adding a lot of texture. I mean, clearly they are, but, uh, but yeah, that, that aspect has always been something that I've really enjoyed. And I've been notorious for, you know, frankly, for overwriting segments and for, you know, for scripting out promos and for, you know, doing stuff like that. But when I, you know, quite frankly, when I'm having the most fun is when I'm just typing out the match because the match tells you the story, you know, and all I have to do is is write it down, pull out a few details or whatever. Um, One thing I love about your results, and it's something that I've, you know, complimented you before on the boards, and it's something that I know I myself struggle with. I'm not the most succinct person, surprise, surprise, uh, is that you have really, and and, and I know that this is a process for you because your results used to be a lot longer, but you've really streamlined your match results in such a way, though, that it doesn't sacrifice the storytelling. Can you talk a little bit about that and about how you you put that together yeah for sure because i I knew and i've had a lot of talks with uh there's there's richie who's a aplex on the boards Mm -hmm. uh greg who's a crew fan 68 on the boards um then there's a course like uh troy uh thomas absolutely and, uh, and and the the aforementioned bri <laughs> um we we have a lot of talks about this stuff where we're you know some guys some sometimes like one of them might feel feel disheartened because it's too it's it is it's becoming too difficult to for them to keep to keep up if you will with with posting stuff as as much as they would like and uh and i I felt to some degree, well, rather than ever fall into that trap, just, just not write so much like, uh, you know, make sure that you, you've got the, you, you, you've told the story that you have to, you know, you have to tell, but you don't have to give a blow by blow account of everything, every like literal thing that happens. Cause yeah, when I first started, that's basically what I would try to do. It was almost like, like, blow for blow like every little thing that happened inside the ring and i i 
burnout is what it can lead to. Of and course. You, you, you will end up disliking that fed first. <laughs> and if you let it go too long, you will dislike the game. And to me, it's like, that should never happen. Like yeah. ever you're, you're playing a game. Like it, you should, it should never feel like work. Right. So, so I got to the point, I said, you know what I want, I am going to be, I'm going to make the matches and the dice are going to, to tell the story of what happens in the ring. I, Cause that, that's what it's all. I, I, I didn't, I didn't invest in this to, to, to basically to, to uh, pick up another fiction project. Cause I write fiction a lot in my free time too, but that's not what I wanted this for. I wanted this so I could play a game. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to play yeah. the game. And that's why you notice in my results, things that I do focus a lot on is I, uh, fatigue token counts are always in there. Uh, you know, uh, if a match ended in snake eyes, I always, I always right. have that right. in there. Uh, you know, increased, you know, how the finishers that have like a different fit, different finisher ratings and stuff like that. I'll always incorporate which one was used kind of thing, because, because to me, those are all aspects of the game. They're all. So to me, it's like, that's the stuff that I really want to put in there. I want, I want anything that the dice had to do with, I want my reader to know, to know about. everything else is just, is just gravy. And if I can, you know, if I'm going to, if, if I need something that's going to lead into the next match or the, the next show kind of thing, then that's usually, that's usually what I'll, I'll include in my write-ups more than, than any kind of this move was countered by that move. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. feel the yeah. need to get into that anymore. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting because I feel like it's, you know, it's one of the things that, I, I, I noticed when, uh, you know, the write-up started, your write-up started to change a little bit. And I, and I think I commented on it right away because I felt like it was, it was one of those things where I was just sort of like, oh man, I'm going to steal that. Cause that's, 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 that's better than, you know, writing paragraphs or, or, or whatever. And, and not that, you know, I mean, I, not that I feel like I've, written novels on the boards but there are some stuff you know especially if you go back and you look at some of the stuff that i you know that i was playing you know 10 years ago or whatever uh you know 15 years ago 20 years ago for sure it was really long and like you said you do you burn out um you know one of the other things that i feel like sometimes people burn out on and especially people who might be newer to the game um so i'm interested in getting your take on this is when you try to force a storyline or try to plot things out too far in advance. So talk a little bit about the way that, you know, you might, um, you, you know, you might have a story in mind or, 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 you know, deal with the dice, not necessarily cooperating, if you will, or if you even look at it that way, if there's even an element of saying like, Oh, well, the dice didn't cooperate with me on this one. Now I have to do something else. Um, yeah, I think you, you've probably come pretty close to hitting the nail on the head right with that last statement for now for me. And, and again, it took me, it, it took me a long time to get there to where I like it, but yeah, it's, I try not to, to really do any, I try not to do long-term booking mm-hmm. kind of thing because, 
because like I said, I don't, I, I, I basically stopped viewing myself as the booker because if I was the booker, well, then I could throw my dice out the window <laughs> I, because I would be picking who wins. And, and so I'm not booking the matches, the dicer. It's, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling, I'm, I don't know who I am in the, in the wrestling industry. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making the matches, but the dice is deciding, deciding where it goes from there. So I, yeah, I really try to, to steer clear of, of long-term planning because, because the dice, ninety percent of the time will will kill it for you. You're more yeah. like a UFC booker than a pro wrestling booker. Then in that case, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it is almost it is almost like that. Like I like like with the UFC, I, I guess with UFC, I don't watch UFC. Yeah. I guess because they don't tell their stories aren't good enough. <laughs> right, but that's what happens when stuff is is real. You know, you. you you can't a lot of times it's harder to tell a story because you don't you know you, there's no planning aspect to it right but uh so what i but so what i try to do it's almost like it's it's almost like if you will like reading a a a choose your own adventure book all the time at all times so you always you always want to be ready to go with where the dice take you as opposed to having this preconceived idea that's only going to work if the dice give you this specific, you know, situation. Now, that being said, it's not that you can't have pre-planned ideas because you can, you just have to be, you just have to be able to, to manipulate the scenario, no matter what the result gives you. Um, I'm going to, I'll make another call back to Zeke because he, he did it fantastically in his, uh, recently in his ring of Sentra where, uh, he just had, a he just had a match between, uh, between total anarchy and, uh, and Lord Nexus in cosmic age. Mm. And, uh, and I, I can't remember who won, but basically he ended it with anarchy, you know, doing a massive beatdown on Nexus because, Hey, that's, that's, uh, where the, where the story had to go. And I don't think it would, just like in the handbook, I don't think it would have mattered to Zeke what the outcome was. He was going to follow the handbook regardless. Sure. So, uh, yeah. yeah so it's you, almost like you have to adapt your, you adapt your story to whatever you're given there and then come up with how the next thing goes. And yeah, yeah. And that, that's yeah. how I do. I mean, with me, like personally, I'm always so much of a planner. You know, in yeah. my real life, you know, I like to you know, plan things. I mean, I have things planned out for like, you know, two years and whatnot and all these different, you know, things that I'm doing. And I kind of like that when I'm playing that is like, yeah, I can plan for a little bit, but I leave it almost everything completely open because I want to see where the dice take me. It's, it's, yeah, kinda, it's exactly. fun being part of the journey. It's not, not about that's, necessarily always about the destination, though. That's the absolute fun of it. In fact, I've got a <laughs> I've, I've already started. I've, 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 I've talked about it a bit on the boards, but I've, I've already started the. Uh, the uh the started laying the foundation of a uh, of a new fed that i plan to start very soon <laughs> and what i want to do with it is i want to tr- i want to get away from canon entirely and i want to start it in a uh, in 2101 and i want to say what if colby pelf or sorry magnus colby and sonora pelf i guess colby bell uh actually succeeded in purchasing the GWF mm. 
and and you know the GWF becomes their federation, but as an and I know the CPC already happened and stuff like that, but but as an added twist, I want to say what I'm going to do is a, this is going to be the Magnus Colby from the Future Shock time. Mm. So the cards I'm going to use is. 210 it's going to be 2101 but i'm going to use chaos supreme from the future shock set i'm going to use minister of war as vengeance prime colonizer as mandrel uh crossfire will be there and he probably won't die and well he obviously won't die because you know so would and, this be uh, like would this be like the timeline the timeline that Magnus came from before before they went into twenty one thirty in our timeline. Yes, because oh. then what I'm going to do, oh. and again, this will be a major major spoiler alert for, <laughs> for if I actually get this far. But what I want to do is when twenty one oh four rolls around, I'm going to bring in the Chronos card for Tyranny, nice. and Colby is going to sign Tyranny, give him a big push, and then the wrestling ban will never happen. <laughs> that's perfect so that, that's that's been my big brainchild lately and, and again that way if i feel like doing something if i going back to my original point i feel like if i do something like that i can i can i can basically free myself even more i can totally yeah. say yeah now now i don't now it doesn't even matter what ha- happens in the hand in the guidebooks i can let this fed just totally be run by the dice no matter right. what the dice say that's that's what's going to happen so it, it'll just it'll to me it'll, it, it's an ad and i understand if there's you know i don't begrudge people that don't like playing that way because again it, it goes right back to what i say you it's, it's it's a hobby it's it's supposed to be for entertainment it's supposed to it's supposed to relieve our stress right it is not supposed to create it i right. i mean i don't know I, I'm a nine one one dispatcher, so okay. I know what that I know what stress is all about. Yeah. You don't, I don't, I didn't get into this game so I could create another thing. Oh man, I'm so like what this the dice totally ruined my plans and get all <laughs> mad. No, no. So yeah, but I you know if if that's how you enjoy playing it, that's that's awesome. That's it, that's just what it's all about just have fun no matter what you're doing and i i like the idea of going back and starting a non-canon kind of thing so i can be even have basically like you were saying todd have even less responsibility <laughs> like, like yeah I, I don't have to really decide anything anymore <laughs> this, this, this whole thing could just go off the rails and it doesn't matter because it's it's not been done before yeah yeah, you know, it's funny because I've had a couple of different approaches and looking back, you know, I certainly would not have said this at the time, but looking back and, and after what you just said about not being the booker, when I first started playing the game as like a 13 year old kid, I was definitely not the booker. I always saw myself as the announcer, you know, like I was the play by play guy. Excellent. I, I was, you know, and, and, and to the point that I want, you know, like I, I would go up to my room, I close the door and I would be talking out loud, you know, describing what was happening in the ring, you know, just whatever the dice were telling me in the same way that, you know, the wrestlers are telling the story and you've got, you know, the, the commentary guys uh, uh, doing their thing. And, and that was, that was how I did it for a long time. And then, uh, you know, there's definitely times when I have been 
the the planner, you know, and I've really wanted things to go a certain way. And I found that the that the the Fed that really kind of started to free me up from doing that a lot uh, was um, was my classics Fed when I started my classics Fed because it was such an open book. So yeah. I didn't feel like I had to have this fidelity to any one thing, you know, that the cards would kind of just go the way that they would. And there are certain things that I wanted to happen. Sure. You know, I wanted Morpheus to win the title and have a super long title reign. And that never happened, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he was doing the job to Omega at every turn, but, and K.O. Keller for that matter. But, you know, I, I think that you're absolutely right. And I know that, you know, Chad Olson uh, had, had written a post not too terribly long ago, uh, echoing a lot of what you're saying too, about having fun, you know, and about doing what you want to be able to do with the game. And I think that that speaks to the versatility of the game, you know, and the fact that, um, at one point in time, it would have been around probably 1999-2000, I remember just looking at this huge stack of cards that I had from, you know, all of the sets. And we had recently moved, and so I'd had them all in a, in, in a box. And I pulled them out, and when I pulled them out, I just was like, I'm just going to have, like, a little draft. And I'm going to draft a roster out of all these cards, and I don't care who's who, what's what, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have a fed and it didn't, you know, it didn't end up lasting long. I, I had just started right, but college, who cares? but right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yes. it, it was, you know, and it was, it was just so cool to be able to have like all that at my disposal. And I think it's one of the reasons why I do enjoy legends so much these days is because I feel like it, it lends itself to that same thing. And, and there's no storyline that you have to follow. You know, it's like, if I wanted to, I could, I could have the midnight express be the biggest baby face team in my, you know, in my fed, if I want to or yeah. whatever. But um, it's just fun to play with those with those names. Um, so, you know, obviously we, we talked about, you know, your feds and, 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 and what you do and, and what you've got going uh, right now. You just finished, I know, your um, your deathmatch tournament, the Highway to Hell uh, deathmatch tournament. Um, do you have any line in particular that you enjoy more than an other right now or is it just is it just kind of a free-for-all as far as you're concerned it is an absolute free-for-all it, <laughs> it could not be more chaotic like <laughs> I, I i i wish uh sometimes i even i wish i i wish that i could i could undo that last restrictive that last restrictive thing in my brain like bry has done on the boards and 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 get the guts to just basically throw everyone into the pool sure. and, and see who, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's, that's about the only lines I've drawn for my gameplay is, is I have champions of the galaxy legends and indies. And I don't, I don't ever cross the streams if you will. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Cause who knows what would happen. Right. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 about it. But uh, but I'm constantly like I'm constantly going back and forth. Like I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll I was even going to say I'll play Legends one day and Champions the next. But no, that's not even necessarily true. I could add I could add, and this happened like on my last shift I think where I was running a big super card in my Legends fed on one browser window and the <laughs> opening card of 2130 because that's where i am in my canon uh gwf and opening card of 2130 in another window and i was just going back and forth i was i was playing a match for legends 
doing a quick little blurb for it. And if you think it's funny, because if you think my write-ups are brief, my summaries are brief on on my actual posts, you should see what I'm actually playing. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even go into that much detail when I'm playing. Because I just, I just want to get to rolling. And like, I, I love sure. playing the game. Like, I love just that. That part of it is the favorite. I, I, I like sharing with other promoters because I know how much I like reading what other promoters share yes Mm -hmm. and that's why that's that's why i share what i do is it's it's not that i'm i'm looking for approval or or anything like that although you know i I love the feedback because sometimes it helps me helps me come up with an idea that i might not have come up with otherwise but other than that i'm just saying well even if one person out there enjoys reading it then it's worth sharing because i know i love reading your stuff when you post it sam i oh, love thank you. i love i love reading uh zeke stuff that yeah uh, uh crew fan he, he that's my that's that's one of one of my favorite uh feds on the board crew fan 68 that that led it, the history that he's got built up is just it's just phenomenal it's like he's got like two separate threads now and it's like over 700 pages it's, it's amazing just, just absolutely phenomenal so, so you, you kind of see it almost kind of like giving back then that you get so yeah, much from it you yeah exactly yeah. because yeah because don't get me wrong because in, in some yeah because in some in some regards it's easier if you just don't post just sit and play because sure. i know sure. i know what's happening in my feds and that's what i what's that's what i say to people all the time about if they feel if they feel it's too hard to write really long write-ups. You say only write what the other people have to know. Absolutely have to know because you know what's going on in your own yeah. fed. You don't need to write it all out to. Do you think that's my mental block there myself? Why I don't post much is that I have so much that I want to get out, and I'm yeah. I'm like the time, and then how slow a typer I am. I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> I just never get around to it, you know. Yeah, I get like I I really and and then because the other aspect that I think of, you gotta you gotta respect that a lot of people that play the game, they want to read other Fed results, but they don't have a lot of time to invest in reading it either. So they, you know what I mean? Like um, I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys will message me and say, do you have any advice on how I can make this post better? And the first thing I'll say is bold and color the match results, because sometimes that's, that's all, that's what readers are focused on. They want to see the, it's almost like a quick results section. Yep. You don't yeah. need, you don't need to keep it separate per se, but, but just something that makes it easy to read. If someone just wants to go down and get a quick run through of, of what happened on the card without reading every little thing that took like, place. I want to find out a totalis, who totalis job to there, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, you know, how much of a beating he got from end game, you know? <laughs> well, I know too that, yeah, sometimes when I'm reading results, like there will be, uh, maybe there's a particular feud that I'm really interested in. So I'll read, you know, that write up, but you're right. Some of the undercard stuff or some of the stuff that maybe I'm not, you know, it's like, Oh, who won that title match? If I'm not super interested. Yeah. I'll just kind of read the results and, and, and maybe skim through any other write up or, or whatnot. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that that's the thing too. It's like, as a, as a reader of feds, it's important to remember. It's like, 
you don't have to like sit there and read everything like it's your job. You know, it's like a textbook. No. I think no. that, you know, so it's like, it's like you were saying earlier about like, as a promoter, you don't have to post a novel. You don't have to read a novel, but you can still be engaged. And I think that that's the wonderful thing about the community is that you, you know, it is this um, we, you know, we feed off of one another. And so yeah. by, by participating as, as a reader, as a poster, whatever the case may be, that's part of the game. That's what's rolled, you know, kind of out of this, that it's not just, just the cards and dice that you got in the mail, you know, I really look at what happens on the boards. It's one of the reasons why I mention them so often as being integral to the experience of being a promoter for Phil Singer games. The community, it, it, it is the game in, 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 well, not is the, but you know, good. I don't. Okay, let me let me go back and rephrase that. <laughs> if it wasn't for the community, I don't think I would have come back to the game in 2014. Mm. I, I mean, if it because, wasn't for the community, the game probably would it would be here now. That's no. <laughs> just, well, yeah. That, that's the way. Yeah, that's the way online. Yeah, the, the internet has has kind of made it kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, like I coming on, especially coming off those really nasty e-fed experiences i was I, I was so impressed with the community i was like, like yeah this is uh, this is something i would you know i'd like to take part well, here in. as you said kind of say it's a lot about sharing and you know just having you know sharing your experiences with other people with the e-fed there there is the competitive aspect it's like well i want <laughs> i want to be the big guy you know, <laughs> it's, oh, it's yeah. here it's like yeah it's, it's all about collaboration and sharing and yeah, yeah. exactly it's, it's a different mindset yeah yeah and it's uh, one of the things that's so cool uh, you know going back to the storytelling aspect of it as well and, and one of the reasons why future shock 2130 i felt like was such a big deal to me as a promoter because what i felt like that set did not that it needed to ever be done explicitly but in a way, that set legitimized every single promoter's fed as being real. Because that set literally said, there's a multiverse out there. There's, you know, there's infinite variations and combinations of things that have happened. And that just made me feel like, you know, it, it's, it's, it is this sense of validation in a way that like the enjoyment that I'm having, that I'm deriving from this game matters in a way that maybe, you know, it didn't necessarily matter before. Um, and I think that that's true, of, you know, when you do take that step to kind of post on, on the boards. And, and I think that one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because I was hoping that there would be people out there listening that maybe haven't posted or they don't necessarily read fed results that by by kind of hearing you know your experience or what i what i what i assumed was your experience is based off of your results in the short you know brief conversations that we've been able to have before is that people would kind of be inspired to say like oh i you know i want to do that too and i get that it doesn't have to be this specific thing and i can derive that same kind of enjoyment and validation out of it um because I think that that is one of the one of the great things about again the participation um, you know either participating as somebody who's posting results or reading results I feel like most people who post are also reading I don't feel like there's a lot of people out there that are just like throwing things up there that aren't also yeah. you know reading stuff but I do know that there are people out there that read that probably don't post a lot and 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 it's one of those things where it's kind of like you know anybody can do it. Um, and and I, I just know how much how much fun I've had on both sides of the fence, you know, both posting and and reading, um, and and it's it's strange because I feel like especially after this past year and a half of you know intermittent 
varying degrees of isolation uh, that the game and the board has afforded me the opportunity to still kind of feel connected to something when there's a lot of other things out there that I no longer get to feel that with, especially like with, you know, with my career as an actor, like I, I, I haven't gotten that at all. You know, it's like, I mean, theater is literally just now coming back to Chicago and Chicago is like, a theater town, you know? So it's like for a year and a half, we've been dark. And, um, and and so, yeah, to be able to have that and have something to kind of connect with, I think is just so important to, to, to our human experience. And that's one of the things that the game is also a vehicle for. Um, Because once you start like writing down your thoughts and your ideas and telling those stories, you know, if the game is a vehicle for that, like run with it. That's the other thing too, is it's like, don't you know you should never be afraid to be yourself um and and kind of tell your own stories and i remember i think it was your black death um run that you were doing there for a while uh this is probably a few years ago and reading that and just kind of seeing the way that you worked with some of those characters and the vampire characters in particular Mm, uh (laughs) you know uh I, i really enjoyed and it felt like you were putting a lot of yourself your own thoughts your own ideas into that as opposed to just taking what tom had written or, you know, yeah. what you'd seen somebody else do. Um, why are you a big fan of the vampires? <laughs> oh, man. That, uh, that, yeah, well, that goes, that goes way, way back to my, uh, again, to my music. Yeah. Years. Like, you know, uh, Anne Rice before she was, you know, I, I shouldn't say before she was famous, before the movie, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, which... Don't get me wrong. I love the movie. Tom Crow. Tom Cruise was phenomenal as Lestat. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like I said, Lost Boys, uh, The Crow. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. yeah. Probably The Crow is probably my Eric Draven is probably my favorite fictional character of all time. So that that whole goth, dark kind of. Uh, kind of undertone really really got me into the character so it was it was cool that that when i did come come back to the game in 2014 not only was coven black a character but fortunately he had already gone through the transition from his twilight (laughs) (laughs) you know the the blonde you know ponytail kind of thing he'd already become the black death persona so so it was like Oh yeah, yeah. Here's a character I can kind of get behind. So, so yeah. So actually, here's a going back to those goth roots. And an interesting, I guess, little side story was when I uh, when I uh, graduated high school and started uh, really singing full time, if you will, uh, with different bands. The stage name I used was Raven. <laughs> and it was before Scott Levy. Wow. But it was after, I'm going to say, was it? Tw- 2095? Was it War Games 2095 or Sudden Death 2095? Uh, sudden Death 2095. Yeah, Sudden Death, yeah. I, see, I wasn't playing then, but my buddy, uh, the buddy that I was playing, had played the game with, still was so i knew who uh i knew all about dregs and mace and and raven 
And I said, oh, what a cool name. I'm going to use that as a stage name. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That is awesome. So, yeah. So, so it was, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it was almost like full circle. Like I got, I got my, uh, my band stage name from a Phil Singer games character, even though I wasn't actively playing Phil Singer games at the time. Kind of <laughs> well, I tell you that that's a hell of a card. Awesome tournament card. I, I will say for <laughs> oh, sure. Oh yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I've played with it quite a because again, I've, I've got everything from 2087 all the way up to current now online. Cause I, I, everything I play is exclusively online. Yeah. Totally where, where did your Canon fed start from? My, the Canon fed that I'm playing right now is it started in 2119. The, the new beginnings. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have, I, I think at some point I might like to do, to go back and, and start one in 2087, but I might wait and see like how the reimagined sets kind of progress first. Yeah. And, uh, I'm interested to find that out myself. So, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first promoters. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 I always say, I'll guarantee we'll get up to war games 2093. After that, I'm not sure. It'll have to, I was doing see, a but... little bit of, I was doing a little bit of, of research through the, through the different sets. And what I was the most interested in, I wanted, you know, how there's the quote unquote official rules now for, for, uh, for cards where they got to yeah, have yeah, all the different... Yeah. I was trying to establish when did when the champion's cards actually started to abide by those rules. And it looks to me like it was... It might have been 2091. Okay. Yeah, because even in 20... We just did 2091 and there was a bunch that did was not. The, okay, so, yeah. see... And in all fairness, the only guy I really looked at was was Justice. And as soon as uh, I looked at Justice, and I said, "Oh yeah, he's got everything there, got everything except for out of the ring." And I said, "Ah, they probably weren't going to give him an out of the ring anyway. That was probably his." <laughs> so it was an artistic so, choice. Yeah you're, yeah. yeah, you're right. But I and I went back one more, and I noticed Iron Maiden didn't follow the rules. So yeah, said, there's okay, a couple so of them there. Yeah. There's still a, there's still we, a little ways to go. We, we we tried to get it for most of them there. Although we will say we purposely did not have mayhem completely follow the rules because we wanted his death jump and out of the ring to both be mandatory. Cause he's just that insane. He's just always oh. going to do it. So like, that was a conscious choice there on that one. Like we debated back and forth about making that choice. And in the end we decided to give it, but most of the rest <laughs> of them, we have to make some choices of yeah, how to, how to do it. So I, I it were, yeah, we haven't started working on 2092 yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, once we, we figure that, yeah, we'll see how close that one got. Cool. It's yeah, it is interesting to think about because I, you know, I remember back in the day uh, when I was first creating like my first, you know, round of, of bootlegs back in like 94, 95, somewhere around there. I don't think there were any official rules listed anywhere. You know, yeah, I was just kind of like, like doing whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until maybe like, I don't know, somewhere in the early 2000s when I kind of realized like, oh, there's, this is what you do or whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't know about the whole, like how the whole choice, the, the little C work, right. going leveling up there. And yeah. like, you know, I, I, I remember going to Galacticon and, uh, and then finding out, I was like, oh yeah, you, you know, I made a one card and it had a C on level one. And then finding out, I was like, oh no, you can't do that. Because, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you know, it's just not a straight reroll. Uh, yeah. So, Chris, I'm interested. You've talked a little bit about, uh, uh, obviously, other 
mediums that you enjoy, but um, do you, do you find yourself for the game ever pulling in influences from, you know, from comics or fiction that you're reading or you know, even music yeah. or anything? Yeah, I, I find quite a bit. Um, I, I'm always like uh, different movies, different comics, uh, different, different, uh, different novels that I've read. Um, yeah, I, I pull from them quite a bit. Um, music as well, for sure. Uh, one of the actually one uh, one thought I can and I, again I guess I, I can I can use this as an example because I don't think it's anything because I don't I don't think it's anything I'm going to actually use in the future just because of the logistics of it. But uh, uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to run run a try running an angle where Oracle aligns with Torin because he discovers that Torin is not actually aging backwards, but he's moving in reverse through the timeline. Wow. A la Tenet by Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, thought, I thought that would be cool, right? He's not he's not aging backwards. He's actually moving, and he's learned to to move in such a way that, that nobody realizes, hey, this guy is... He, he, he doesn't predict the future. He actually knows the future. And Oracle, <laughs> would, Oracle would somehow, you know, hypnotize him. So he would know everything, but, but he would repress the memories. So Torn wouldn't. And there was just too many moving parts. And I said, yeah, that's, that's something I'm not going to actually do. But it would be cool if somebody did it. It's a great concept. <laughs> um, so, you know, moving, moving away from strictly from the game, um, you mentioned science fiction earlier. Like, what's some of your favorite science fiction out there, whether it's, you know, novel, comic books, well, film, you, television? you probably caught me in a lie because I'm not a huge science fiction fan. I'm more <laughs> fantasy. Okay. Well, fantasy, <laughs> hey, like, that works too. <laughs> uh, like, as, well, Neil Gaiman. I mm -hmm. absolutely love the, the Sandman series. Uh, uh, the... Uh, American Gods, I, mm -hmm. I think, is probably one of the, probably my favorite novel ever written. I like the TV series that that it's being adapted adapted into as well now. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten, you know, the funny thing is, is I haven't gotten too deep into the TV show. I think I've only seen the first few episodes. My wife and I started watching it. And for whatever reason, we, you know, we just kind of fell off with it. I, I love the novel, though. I'm like you. I, I've read oh, that novel, you know, might, three or four times, which for me is a lot. Like, I, I don't reread a lot just because I, I, there's so much on my to read neither. list. No. But that's one that I've, yeah, that's one that yeah. I've probably read three or four times. Yeah. I'm just a, such a huge, I, I really like Ian McShane. Mm -hmm. and he's in the series and i really like the uh and again i i'm blanking on his name right now but i really like the guy who plays shadow he was from uh he came from uh that show was the 100 or, or yes i think I that's know. right i think that's I think this right was yeah. called the 100 but yeah so so yeah so neil gaiman like i devour anything that he puts out uh stephen king i'm pretty much the same way dark tower series especially yeah um we don't uh, have Joe to talk Abbott about the probably. movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, the dark town. Yeah. Like, see, it's it's funny because I I know a lot of people who really hated it, like a lot. Yeah. So I get to the point where I I was actually I actually did a one eighty and I was defending it because I was kind of <laughs> like hey, I didn't. I didn't like it, but it wasn't as bad as like it wasn't like the worst movie ever kind of mm -hmm. thing. But it, but kind of yeah. So. Um, Another fantasy author, and I'll mention him only because 
because I like people to have, you know, because I know how much I like the opportunity to discover new things. So, but there's there's an author by the name of Joe Abercrombie. He's a he writes mostly grimdark stuff. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who's into, I get I get the most popular example would be Game of Thrones. Anybody mm-hmm. who's into Game of Thrones and would like to read stuff that actually is going to finish, yeah, um, they should check out Joe Abercrombie because his stuff is just—it's just phenomenal. I completely so. agree. I love him. I, he, he, you know, his first trilogy uh, the, is just so so good, and and Logan Nine Fingers is, is a character oh. I wish we could bring into the game. <laughs> yeah. Say one thing for Logan Ninefingers. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the thing too about him finishing stuff is that his latest trilogy, which just wrapped up, which I haven't read yet, unfortunately. Uh, he, when they announced the publication of the first book in the trilogy, he'd already written all three books, which I just yeah. thought was brilliant, especially for a fantasy author at this day and age to just be like, yeah, I'm starting a new trilogy, but don't worry, it's already done. Like, I've already finished it. Wow. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I've actually, it's... It's funny because I'm a big fan of, of, and again, I didn't, like, for some reason I didn't do this with Game of Thrones, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I generally wait until stuff is finished sure. before I start it. So I actually, I, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just started reading the first book of that tr- new trilogy last nice. week. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I'm, a, I'm like that with most stuff too. Like even like a lot of like TV shows, I'll, a lot of times I'll wait until the show has actually wrapped before I actually start watching it. So like, because you don't want to be sitting around waiting, you want the story. Yeah, to well, yeah like I want, I want, I want, I want all of it, kind of thing. Yeah. So if it's something that I get, I if it's something like a. I know I did that with Justified with uh, Timothy Oliphant, and mm. I, I I waited until it was totally done until I started watching it. Kind of thing, so. I I couldn't do that with that. I I'm a big I, I love Elmore Leonard, and I and I love Timothy Oliphant. They, there was this little movie he did oh. back in like the late '90s called Go, and he plays a drug dealer in it. And I remember seeing that film, and I was just like. I don't know who that guy is, but I will watch anything that he ever does. And then flash forward about, you know, oh, not quite, but about 10 years. No, I guess it was about 10 years. And then Justify came out and I was like, well, this is the perfect marriage. And I remember watching the, the series premiere for it and just thinking like, I'm never going to miss an episode of this. And I didn't. So that's uh, one of my favorite shows. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I, I love, uh, you know, I love storytelling in all its varied formats, as you said. And I, I think that fantasy is, is, is a lovely um, genre because of the way that when it's done well, and, and luckily I think that there are a lot of really great writers working in fantasy right now. You know, I really like Brandon Sanderson as well. Um, and, and his, you know, his books uh, uh, I think are up there with, with, you know, some of the best in the genre currently coming out um, is, is that it, it, you know, usually does indulge in that kind of like epic serialized nature of storytelling, which obviously comic books, you know, are a prime example of, and you mentioned Sandman, which I love uh, the audio adaptation is, is, is crazy good. Surprising. Spectacular, good. Yeah. yeah. And then the, um, the Netflix adaptation is coming soon, um, which I'm really interested to see how, how it works. I saw the trailer and the trailer has me very happy because I felt like 
I, I, you know, I didn't feel like I was watching a comic book come to life the way I do when Zack Snyder adapts a comic book, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I felt like I was watching, you know, the comic book in the, in the best way possible. Um, so what are some of your other favorite comics? Uh, anything you're currently reading or, you know, is it more Uh, just stuff that you read like when you're younger or I find when if I say currently reading, it might be a little bit misleading because just because I say it doesn't mean it's current because I don't, uh, I'm, I'm generally, I generally discover stuff quite a bit later. Sure. Kind of thing. But, uh, like I, I, uh, preacher was one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, the television ad- adaptation of that made me, even though it was very different from the comic itself, that that's kind of what instilled faith in me that, that, okay, you know what? The Sandman ad- adaptation for TV could be good because preacher was as good as it was. Mm. I think before preacher, I, I would have had, I would have been very skeptical with anybody trying to do an adaptation of Sandman. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, another one, which I haven't started watching the adaptation of, but I'm going to start probably pretty soon is, uh, why the last man, I thought that was just an exceptional. Yeah. 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 That's definitely one of my favorites. And also one of the few series that I've read more than once. I've, I've, I've read that twice just because I, I, yeah, I love that so much. Um, and I haven't watched the adaptation of it yet either, but, but I, I'm excited to, I'm looking forward to it, um, at some point. And and I know what you mean too. Sometimes like, you know, a series that I've been reading, uh, intermittently lately has been Hellblazer. And, you know, that's a series that hasn't been around for, you know, like a decade now. I mean, there's, iterations of it but the the series proper yeah. you, you know finished the original series and um and i had read a few issues like when i was younger but i never really got into it and now because dc universe infinite has the whole thing on there and they didn't used to have like vertigo comics or their mature comics uh on the service it was pretty much just all the mainstream dc stuff and now uh since they unfortunately got rid of all the video content and, and and that's been shifted over to hbo max and they're only comic books they've started adding in you know the the more mature content which includes like hellblazer and preacher and sandman uh which, which is great um so uh, you know we, we obviously we've, we've covered a lot of ground and it's been awesome i feel like we could just sit here and, and keep talking and you, you know have a great conversation not do you know this kind of interview bit or whatever uh but uh i yeah i i, I don't necessarily have much more to go as far as far as the interview proper is concerned todd any anything that you wanted to ask chris before well you we... know i mean since we are you know are a wrestling game there is there any wrestling you watching now? If you were to watch something wrestling wise, what would be something that you would, you would throw on there if at all? I mean, uh, I'll tell you, I, I, it took me a little while, but I, I have started getting into the, into, uh, the AEW stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't, I did Yeah. I didn't give this the props that it probably should have been given <laughs> earlier, but, uh, during a period of time when I really, and again, it was it was an extended period of time where I, I wasn't even watching wrestling at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy invited me to come over and watch a WrestleMania at his house. And I just on the lark said, sure, kind of thing, and went over and watched it. And I don't know which WrestleMania it was, and I'm sure you both will probably know which one it was as soon as I say this, but... <laughs> reason i started watching wrestling again was because i saw 
CM Punk versus Randy Orton. And, <laughs> and I had never seen Punk before. Mm. I had never mm. and I said, Yeah, this this guy is this guy is something special. I don't like I don't know where he came from or where he's gonna go at this point. Because again, I I I don't watch a lot of wrestling now and I wasn't watching any at the time. And uh, so, yeah, so, so, so CM Punk is indirectly involved again in me, uh, in me <laughs> playing the game again, kind of thing. So, and, and I went through, I went through a period of time where I was very disillusioned with, uh, with Punk because of some of, the things some of the comments that he either made in regards to wrestling and stuff like that and and in and in all fairness probably some things that he only allegedly said kind of thing mm-hmm. but then i i think i and i i said this on the board somewhere i said i said but you know what it's really time to take a step back because really haven't we forgiven a lot of entertainers <laughs> oh, for yeah. a whole lot of worse things than we can ever accuse uh, cm punk of being in you know what I mean? So yeah, and, yeah, like and and that and that circles back to the what I was talking about the whole storytelling inside the ring, as opposed to all kinds of stuff. You know, there's you know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna have a segment of me running this guy's truck off the road because that makes <laughs> absolute. You know, I can handle characters of an otherworldly nature like Undertaker and stuff like that, but a lot of times it's this stuff like yeah. I'm going to take this this pitchfork and put it through this guy's automobile while he's in it and throw it in this, you know, tree shredder or what. Like that kind of <laughs> but anyway, Punk and Punk and Allen like on that la- on that uh on that AEW yeah. show like that to me was that was the epitome of telling the story in the ring cuz they had there was no build up and there's no there's no post-match blow-off and and who cares because what they did in the ring that that to me that said everything that needed to be said so and that's kind of, you know and so when it comes to me watching wrestling that's kind of the way i am i kind of i kind of just cherry pick what i want to watch and uh and either you know i'll see it on youtube as much as i can or i love i love i go back and i watch like a lot of older aj styles matches that i that I didn't get the opportunity to, to see before because I either didn't have, I wasn't exposed to them. Like uh, him versus Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom mm. 10. It's like, that's, that, that's to this day. That's one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. So, you know, and I'll, you know, and I'll, that's, that's kind of where I am with wrestling. Like I, do I watch wrestling shows, any particular brand? No, probably not. But uh, am I watching wrestling? Oh, constantly. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I've gotten into most recently, and it coincides with the, the latest release. I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube footage of uh, Necro Butcher, mm. uh, G Raver, uh, and, and a lot of the guys in the, in the new Deathmatch set, but in that, that Highway to Hell tournament that I just, uh, I just played, uh, Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read it. <laughs> Necro Butcher won. Yeah. And I had Brody Lee come out and do a little 
post-match beatdown because I wanted to have a big match between Butcher and Brody Lee nice. in a, a cage of death match. And, nice. and Butcher squashed them. Like, just, just, I was like, oh man, like, really? Like, it was, it was so disappointing. So then, what I had to do was, I wanted to have Butcher cut a little post match promo on Brody kind of thing, but I had to go back and, and look at YouTube stuff because I thought to myself, did this Necro Butcher guy even do promos? Because I, <laughs> I, I had surprisingly, I'd never used his card before. Mm. Necro Butcher, and he's 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 been, you know, we've had him in the game for a long time. But yeah, I wonder if he should be in the deathmatch tournament this weekend. You know, maybe put Ooh. him and Pondo in the first. Well, round. I'll tell you, he's <laughs> done really well in a lot of the the tournaments on the boards, like really mm. well. Okay, I think between his his cage rating, and he's got the uh, he's got double finishers and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you know you know he was used to be a Champions of the Galaxy player, probably back when you were first playing. Too. I think I had I think I had read that somewhere, yeah, that he played because didn't did did Brian Danielson play the game too? Yeah, he did too. Yeah, he yeah. Did too. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's wild, isn't it? <laughs> he's 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 going to be in a match with Minoru Suzuki on Rampage. Uh they're doing a, a buy-in on YouTube this Friday up against SmackDown, because SmackDown was gonna do their overrun, which would be a gap oh, against yes, Rampage. I read about that. And so Tony Khan, I guess, was just sort of like, okay, fine. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna start early then. And so uh <laughs> one of the matches on that is is Suzuki versus Danielson, which uh. I, yeah, mean, I, saw, I saw that. I immediately texted Sam. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. But yeah, I, you know, it's funny because uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Todd, for asking the question and, and Chris for, for you to say, because one of the cool things about the game, we've mentioned this before, especially as it pertains to Legends, is that it gives you the opportunity to learn about guys that you might not necessarily know a lot about. It gives you the chance to like, you know, use those people in your fed. And, and then of course, you know, these days it's so easy to seek out footage that you're able to get a handle on like who they were, who they are. Uh, you know, like you said, did he cut promos? What type of promo did he cut? You know, and and the great thing is, is of course we still have the freedom in the game to do whatever we want, but it's also this, you know, it's just wonderful that we've got all these resources, you know, at our fingertips and, 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 and how cool is it that so many of those resources that we have are also people who are a part of the community and play the game because there's so many knowledgeable, uh, uh, you know, fans out there that, that, that just, uh, I mean, I'm amazed sometimes, you know, I consider myself to be pretty knowledgeable about wrestling and, and the game for that matter. Um, but there are times when I'm sitting there listening to people talk, you know, at the virtual cons or, or reading a post on the board or something like that. And it's just kind of, you know, I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know, <laughs> it's like, there's always something to learn, which is, which is cool. Uh, Cause I love that aspect of it too. You know, I love like the, the history aspect of it. You, oh. you know, we talked a lot about the storytelling, but man, the, the history is, I mean, that's a story in and of itself. Oh yeah. There's so many guys in the legends game that, well, like, and again, I, I talked about earlier about how little exposure I had to like Ric Flair, uh, other than the occasional stuff I would, see in on in pwi and stuff because i wasn't a big pwi reader or anything we'd just gone through pwi looking for for a game <laughs> but uh like I, I i really barely knew who rick flair was before he showed up in wwf and most people would go like holy how is that even possible but 
you know, living where I live, that's, it's extremely possible. You're not getting getting CBS and all that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I love getting into the, uh, I love doing research on guys that I either knew very little about or, or nothing about, uh, great gamma has become Mm. one of the keystones of my, my legends fed. And I'm, and I find the, one of the other fun aspects of it is we can take, there's there are some people that we that we know i say this with air quotes <laughs> but uh, that we're probably never going to see in the game so sure. but that doesn't mean you know what we can still bring that this if if you're a big fan of, of certain individuals you can still bring the spirit of those individuals into the game if you will because i know i've certainly i've i've taken right to uh anytime someone's gonna gonna face off with gamma in the ring i've taken it to uh someone someone at some point is gonna say this person is going so and so going one-on-one with the great one so <laughs> i i kind of slowly developing this this rock persona around uh without even without even intentionally thinking about it it just kind of because he's called great gamma it just kind of naturally the first thing i did was someone's going to go one-on-one with the great one and the more and more i you know stirred it the more the more and more it just kind of took on a life of its own so it's, it's it's another one of those all just like letting the dice book your matches it's another one of those things like it's just the natural evolution of of your storytelling, you may not have any, any preconceived notion that you're going to do something. And just by writing a single line, something else takes on a whole life of its own. Cause who knows if, if that hadn't happened in my legends fed, maybe Gama would have just been a one and done kind of thing. But then I, I got so into it. And of course, well, he, he beat Andre the giant. So like, I kind of had to figure, I figured I had to do something with them. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's funny you say that because just recently with the, with the <laughs> release of the, of the Portland set, uh, I, uh, our Pacific Northwest set, um, Portland set, I called the Portland set on the podcast. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the great thing is, is that I immediately, I was just sort of like, I've got my four horsemen, even if I don't necessarily call them that like immediately I'm like Bachwinkle Stevens, Rose and Summers are going to be, you know, with, with Heenan as their manager are going to be my, you know, equivalent of the four horsemen. It's the, it's the perfect setup. And I don't have to like stretch and be like, well, I've got Wyndham and Blanchard. I'll put the two of them together and I'll find two other guys or whatever. It's like, no, these four fit. They're perfect. You know, it's like, it's easy. It's like, this is, this is, that's my four horsemen. And so like, I, I love the fact that, yeah, there are, there are folks that we're probably never going to get, which, which is incredibly sad to me when I think about, you know, I'm not even going to say his name because, because he'll be there one day. I, I know, I know he'll be there one day. Pink and black attack will come to Phil Singer games. It's going to happen. Uh, but, 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 you know, I, 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 I think that it is just that it, the adaptability, you know, the idea that like, you know, we get to, we get to set this up however we want to. And, um, 
and then just listen to the dice. I, it's funny because, you know, during the course of this conversation, I feel like I've ha- I've had some blocks recently, you know, whether it was just time or, or being in my head or, or whatnot. And, and being able to kind of like have this conversation with you has really sort of helped to remove a few of those. So I'm appreciative of it, you know, I, I, and I mean that sincerely that it, it's, it's one thing to say like, oh, just go and have fun. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe I forgot how to do that. And, and one of the things that's important to remember is that like, you know, yeah, instead of like getting all these wild plans out there, if you're just listening to the dice and just letting, you know, then you get to do whatever you want. It's the freedom. It's, it's reminding yourself that this game is freedom. Um, and, and, and I think that that's one of those things that, uh, that sometimes is easy to lose that thread. Um, well, like I said, I, we, we could do this all night, but, uh, I, I, you know, who knows what Scoutmaster Todd has planned for the rest of his evening. I know it's getting late, uh, in his neck of the woods and I, I don't know what time zone you're in. Are you, you're in, Eastern? we have our own time zone. You have your own time zone. It's, called, it's called, so many things. I don't it's know called about Atlantic. <laughs> I don't like you, you got, yeah. I don't think there's anywhere in the, there's nowhere in the United States that even functions on this time zone. Is there? So no. So we're connected by land <laughs> and yet <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're so I'm an hour ahead of Todd. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I see you learn new things every day. Uh well, it's 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 an early 9 9:21 p.m. here in Chicago. Uh but uh it's a little bit later for my friends Todd and Chris. Uh but Chris before before we do go, is there anything, you know, that you want to plug, anything else you want to say? Is there anything uh at all that you just want to get off your chest? I'm giving you the form. The floor is yours. <laughs> no, like like I think I've said it all. Like I I just I would I would tell everybody just remember that first and foremost it's it's a game there's no there's no set rules about how you have to play it just just play it and have fun with it and and uh, yeah like if if you know if if you are in a situation where you're running a fed and you're feeling blocked and you you know that doesn't mean you have to stop playing just come up with a a, a one shot you know tournament or whatever just to just to have just to have fun with it and and throw throw a throw 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 a bunch of guys in the pool and see who comes out kind of thing so yeah it's 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 a blast um yeah i'm gonna i definitely i'm gonna do a quick shout out to my uh my lovely wife rowena and my daughter cheyenne who indulge me at at every turn when it comes because again they're no they're not uh they're not wrestling fans by any (laughs) any stretch of the imagination even though i tried i tried like when my daughter was really really young i tried forcing her to watch you know when when she didn't have any choice but it didn't (laughs) stick it didn't so kind of thing but uh yeah but uh, you know i'd like to thank them for all their patience with me when i'm talking about stuff that they are probably think is absolute nonsense (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I feel that. I feel that comment deep down in my heart and my yeah. soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate having you on and the conversation that we've had. And I hope the listeners have, have enjoyed it as much as I have. And even if they've only enjoyed it half as much, they've enjoyed it a hell of a lot because I know that I, I certainly have enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. And uh, certainly look forward to continuing the conversation down the road. Um, you know, maybe maybe find another excuse to, to get you on here at some point. Um, but in the meantime, He's Pariah on the boards, the vampire legend. You can find him uh, over there. He's he's posting quite frequently. Uh, over twenty two thousand posts. Um, yeah, Troy Troy uh, surpassed my uh, overtook me there a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, but if you go word count, you definitely. Got it. <laughs> no problem. You know but that's one of the things I wanted to talk because. But Troy is so awesome because you know what Troy, he uh, he has. He has words of encouragement for every fed on that board. Yeah. Every, you know what I mean? He is, he devours that stuff. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal. And he's so knowledgeable because I know that, you know, you ask a question on there and he's the first, first one to answer. But regardless of what it's about, it's crazy. (laughs) Whether he's right or not, he'll still answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We love it. We love it. That's Troy's great. No, absolutely. And you know, definitely big shout out to him. Uh, Troy and TK are going to help out uh, this weekend. And, you know, obviously doing all these virtual uh, cons and the tournaments there uh, without the help of them and, and Chris and uh, Grant and, and, and Sam and everybody that helps out with that. I mean, definitely makes, you know, makes it happen. So definitely, you know, it's a, a lot of these things are all community effort. It's all kind of, you know, all, all being part of the community working together, even though, you know, th- this thing here, you know, it, it, it's definitely well appreciated on my part. And I think on everybody else who's participating too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been amazing, you know, since the first virtual con uh, until now and just seeing the way that, um, but yeah, it's down to a science now and it's down to a science thanks to the the efforts of, of a lot of people in the community. And yeah. obviously, you know, Todd, I know you're going to, pat yourself on the back so i'll do it for you but i mean without you man the 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 ship wouldn't run at all so uh cannot cannot say enough good about everything that you do to make sure that 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 we've got you know everything that we have so you're you're not just the tournament master you're you're the master of my heart Oh, well, thank um, you. Thanks, <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting to hear that tonight, but, okay. <laughs> but on that, on that note, uh, I, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Of course, uh, all of our podcasting friends and compatriots out there, of course, uh, Grant, uh, the folks over at uncharted territory, um, Lee, I know that dizzy dice have not been so dizzy, but as soon as uh, they get back up and running, uh, I look forward to that as well. And uh, everybody over at the boards, you know, all, all, all the folks that, that that I've had the pleasure of interacting with, and of course, Chris is one of them. Um, you know, we look forward to being able to continue this promoter spotlight segment and, and doing this again in the future. Um, so you never know. We may call on you next. Um, but I think that that's all we got. So we'll see you on Sunday for the holiday kickoff virtual con. Austin Idol will be in the room. We're going to have a blast uh, talking with him. Of course, the Dark Menace will also be there. Um 
we got tournaments, we got Q&A panels with the Legends team, the Indies team, COTG, plenty of announcements galore. And of course, if you haven't bought your ticket and you're thinking, ah, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, buy your ticket anyway, because that will ensure that you get the exclusive card and the stickers. Um, and of course, we're going to do our best to capture uh, as much audio as we can from that so that we'll be able to potentially drop some of that uh, in the podcast realm earlier. But if you want to be in the room where it happens and you want to see what's going on live and in person, you can do that too. Uh, I look forward to seeing you there. Chris, thank you again. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Todd. And it, it was an absolute pleasure to like to chat about the game with, again, with people who actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> any, any time. I feel that way every Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, awesome. Todd, my friend, anything else? From, from Fed HQ before we get out of here? No, nah, I don't think so. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. I think next week we'll be back yeah. kind of recapping a little bit of what we talk, happened there. And, uh, and I think we'll have a, a spotlight on something else that we'll talk about then too. But uh, yeah, should, well, uh, should be a good time. Barring the birth of my son, uh, I will be there on Sunday and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, in the meantime, start brushing. No, up no on... spicy food on Saturday. Let me just tell you that. that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we took a long walk tonight, so who knows? You know, they say yeah, that sometimes yeah. that could get things going. But um, no, I again, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate the the listenership and 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 all the response uh, on the boards. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Go home, as they say, in the ring, and uh, brush up on your Memphis. Because that sets a coming. So in the meantime, take care of yourselves and one another. We'll talk to you again real soon. (laughs) 